his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. It's 9.30 in 716. The war on opioids continues. We have three people that are dedicated full-time to narcotics, which we never had before, but there's certainly a, a need for it now. And the battlefield is shifting to the courtroom and drug manufacturers. It's time for us to get serious about um, going after uh, replenishment of those funds, uh, especially for what could have largely been an avoidable epidemic. I think it is a great tool to go after these companies that knowingly, those that knowingly, um, that, that, that pushed these um, prescription pills on doctors to provide to their patients, knowing that there was an addictive quality to them. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. It is no secret that health professionals, law enforcers, and legislative leaders are all trying to get their arms around the opioid epidemic and the trail of death it's leaving in its path. One way at the problem is through the pocketbooks of the drug manufacturers, it seems. Erie County launched a suit, and now other municipalities are following. But first, a look at the problem itself from a suburban cop's point of view. Well, it's gotten much worse. Um, For us, it started really in 2004. Hamburg Police Chief Gregory Wickett with our Mike Baggerman. We saw... um, some burglaries where the only thing stolen from the house was pills out of the medicine cabinet, which we thought was odd. And that kind of, we kind of realized then what these people were targeting, and it was young people, and they were looking to get a high off of these pills. And that led to uh, the fentanyl patches a year or two later, and then the fentanyl patches got too expensive, so they just started going to heroin. And now over the last three or four years, the big difference has been fentanyl being laced with heroin to the point now where there's more fentanyl on the street than there is heroin. And fentanyl is is like 40 times more potent than heroin, and that's what's killing people. So it's been about 10 years then since the, the, a little more than 10 years. A little more than 10 years. I want to get an idea as to how many more resources you had to put in, whether it's a dollar figure amount, whether it's personnel from, you know, 2004 when you all started noticing this was happening to now. Are you able to quantify that in any way? Well, since that time, we have have three people that are dedicated full-time to narcotics, which we never had before, but there's certainly a a need for it now. And there's been a lot of interagency work with the DEA um, where now we can take a case in Hamburg and pass it on to our colleagues at the DEA and, and they can run with it really outside our borders and uh, to the point where this year we've, well not this year, but in the last two years we've had two convictions for which originated with fentanyl overdoses and the DEA followed up on these cases with our detectives 
and we were able to get uh, two convictions, and people are getting more than 20 years to, to life in prison. So we're starting to hold people accountable, and um, I think, you know, the like what we did today, the, the law is recognizing how serious this issue is and, and uh, taking action to try to help the situation. You know, part of the problem is the dealers that are putting out these mass quantities of the opioids. Have you seen that dealers are prevalent in the town of Hamburg? Well, from our experience, most most of the individuals in Hamburg would, when it was strictly heroin, and even now with fentanyl, would, would be driving into the city. They're making most of the purchases in the city and then coming out to Hamburg and, and dealing from there. So to that degree, yes, there are people dealing in heroin in the town of Hamburg. We'd be blind to say that that's not true. I mean, it's, it's in every town. It's in every city. Um, I think the bulk product is probably in the city, but... Yeah, it's, it's coming out our way, and, um, you know, we, we've made several arrests and, you know, doing what we can to keep up with it. You said something I thought was pretty interesting during this press conference is that you used to see maybe two heroin-related things. I, I believe you said a year. I'm not 100% sure on that, but now you're dealing with it on an everyday basis. That's the big point on it. Yes. Do you see it getting better sooner rather than later? Do you think this is going to drag out for a while? Well, it, it seems like... If the statistics, I think there's a lot going on in the treatment side of it, and they seem to be finally seeing a little bit of progress. I think the stats that, that came out recently indicate that the deaths were down somewhat. So what our hope is that the worst is over. Obviously, there's still way too many people that are, that are overdosing. Um, but I, I think we're maybe trending in the right direction and that we're hoping that this is maybe a generational problem and that things will kind of get back to more normal numbers. I mean, heroin's been around for thousands of years, so people have been abusing heroin forever. But certainly we've, we've seen a peak now in the last five years, but we're hoping that things are finally starting to trend down and, and uh, the numbers are improving. Erie County among the first to go after the drug manufacturers in a suit that would hold them liable for pushing opioids on doctors, knowing they're causing deadly harm. Uh, the county is still pursuing it along with other counties across the state and country, as I understand it. Erie County legislator Lynn Dixon with Mike. Um, and I think it is a great tool to go after these companies that knowingly, those that knowingly um, that, that, that pushed these um, prescription pills on doctors to provide to their patients, knowing that there was an addictive quality to them. Uh, it's, it's not that unlike the tobacco settlement from decades ago, where um, tobacco companies had to step up and acknowledge um, their, their role in getting people addicted. Um, to nicotine and and then had to pay Erie County as well as other you know, counties across the state and country. They had to pay them um, for uh, for basically having people get addicted you know, to smoking. So I think with this, um, it is it's just an important message to those companies that knew there were addictive qualities, yet they still pushed these painkillers anyways. This is something that's been a hot topic, not just in Erie County, but all counties in New York and probably around the entire country as well. Do you think at some point these pharmaceutical companies cave into the pressure and just say, okay, like, we'll do a settlement? 
if anything? Do you, do you predict that's where it's going? Um, it's hard to say what the pharmaceutical companies will do. Uh, I think that education has been power in this regard so that when you're getting wisdom teeth pulled now, you're not getting a full thing of hydrocodone for 30 days. You know, maybe you'll get a couple of pills to get you first through the first couple of days. Uh, doctors have learned more about the addictive nature um, of these painkillers, and so they're not prescribing them as much. So we are learning. We are starting to deal with pain in different ways. Um, but unfortunately, there's a whole segment of the population, there's a whole generation um, that became addicted to the before we knew better. Um, fortunately, now that we know better, um, you know, things are starting to change, but the pharmaceutical companies surely will have to answer. Last week we, we saw the numbers that Mark Polinkar's provided that the number of opioid deaths in Erie County went down like 10% or so from 27 to 2016. That's got to be a promising sign that things are getting better in Erie County. It's a promising sign. Even one overdose death is one too many. But the fact that it has leveled off and that it, we're starting to see a decrease, in my mind, tells me a couple things. Education is working. Um, the, the willingness of doctors and health care providers to come up with other solutions is helping. Um, I think we are, we are reaching people. We're trying to get kids younger and younger to help them understand the dangers, not that unlike drinking and driving or just you know the dangers of alcohol abuse that they learned from the time that they were little, the dangers of smoking. Now they're learning the dangers of opiates and opioids from the time that they're little, and hopefully um, that will stay with them you know, as they grow up. Um, the average age of death last year was still a 38-year-old white man. Uh, which tells you that there are still a lot of kids that were left fatherless. Um, and so there is that whole segment of the population that um, became addicted before we knew better. And now Amherst jumping into the lawsuit fray. The town of Amherst itself and the police department say enough is enough. The town of Amherst has, you know, incurred expenses as well. So while Erie County is uh, certainly pursuing um, recovery of damages cost to the county. The town has seen a, a tremendous amount of, of uh, a financial uh, sort of um, uh, investment in this issue. Brian Culpa is the Amherst Town Supervisor here with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski. You know, it's, it's time for us to get serious about um, going after uh, replenishment of those funds, uh, especially for what could have largely been an avoidable epidemic. You know, we hear a lot about the in investment that municipalities are making into this. Can you give us an idea of exactly what um, the town of Amherst is spending money on related to the opioid crisis? Sure. So, I mean, we've had to increase dispatch response, that's increased personnel, increased hours. Uh, we've had to increase uh, the amount of I mean, the amount of Narcan units that were utilizing the amount of time our EMTs are spending, uh, the amount of calls that we're having to call, uh, you know, Twin City Ambulance or somebody like that to, to assist on. We have a tremendous amount of police time, a lot of, uh, a lot of extra hours um, in our narcotics group, a lot of extra hours for our patrol officers, a ton of paperwork. Um, you know, the town has to process that. Uh, finally, our attorneys and our courts, you know, taking a, a lot to, to deal with the sort of many facets of this epidemic. And, you know, so the town said, hey, we're, we're spending funds 
and this isn't something that the town brought or that you know this is something that was sort of brought onto us and and it's time to to get serious about you know safeguarding the taxpayer's dollar is there a ballpark figure on what it's cost the town are we talking we're, tens of thousands or more than that um we're going to work out the the numbers we last night moved to hire outside counsel uh the first uh steps in that'll be to to get at what that real number is now, we don't know yet if, in the end, uh, a lot of these lawsuits will be successful, but what have you seen in, whether it's Erie County or just uh, all across the U.S., some of the other municipalities who have done similar things, what have you seen in those lawsuits and uh, in the months that have followed that made you optimistic, I guess, uh, enough to file your own? There's obviously um, some prior knowledge about the sort of addictive nature of these substances, that was withheld um, from families and from primary caregivers. And, you know, as people began sort of their path down this very addictive process, um, that all of the information wasn't put in front of them um, during their, their the, during product selection. And at the end of the day, you know, the, the, that nature has, uh, has, it's, it's, it's come out that, you know, there's, there's certainly been, some information withheld from the public, and we're after sort of, you know, figuring out what the what the truth there is. We'll keep following it all, and we're back tomorrow. That's nine thirty in seven one six. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt, Hi-ya! and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.